Welcome to another episode of the Be True to You podcast, a podcast designed to question what we've been taught, talk out perspectives, and break through to be our most true selves. I'm your host, B, and today I have Emma joining the podcast. Emma says a song that encompasses their essence is, well, two. It's split between Lover by Taylor Swift and Loved If We Made It by the 1975. Welcome, Emma. Hello. Hi. I am so, so excited to be here. I have been listening for so long. I'm a subscriber. I'm a stan. Like the, I'm literally, I'm tearing up, not from sadness or happiness, but just like, this is so fun. And I'm so excited. <laughs> it is so fun. But we have to explain why it's so fun. Emma has her own podcast. I'm sorry, I'm already spoiling it. I'm yes. so excited. That is, it's one of my favorites called Tip of the Iceberg, T O T I, right? Tip yes. of the Iceberg. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, And I'm going to link her podcast. Give, give a little spiel. What do y'all talk about? Well, so it, we shortened it to Tony Pod because, like, we started the name, like, back in 2020. And when we had, like, very little concept of what we were going to actually make this fucking podcast about. Yeah. Um, and so now it means absolutely nothing. But, like, that's okay. the brand. So we got to stick to it. Um, but it's me and my uh, four best friends from high school. And um, we've always just had, like, the best banter with each other since we were 10 years old. Um, so when you take 13 years of, like, extreme comedy in an echo chamber, um, what comes out of it is a comedy <laughs> podcast that every other week we <laughs> switch to doing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's it's so good though. It's a phenomenal yeah. podcast. I'm a big, mm -hmm. big fan. I always have been. And especially since 2020. And I will say the best part about it, they have the best theme song. It's so catchy and fun. <laughs> and every time I listen to the episode, I get so excited because I'm like, oh, I get to listen to it. Like it's so good. And I'm like, why how did you guys even I want one like that so bad. I did like a lot of research because obviously music is very important to me and I needed yeah. something that was also royalty free. So I had to pay a whole $2.98 for this. And yeah. if we ever get so famous that we have more than like 50,000 listeners uh, a month, we have to pay like an absorbent fee for this song. So actually I'm trying to keep this shit quiet because like I don't have money for the legal fees to pay the original composer. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so good. See, and that's why, and I'm, the, oh my God, and it's so embarrassing because they let me go as an ambassador. But Spotify for Podcasters has a good like four second ones, and I try to like click on those. Um, and that's why I love them so much. They're so easy to use. Anyway, um, that was not an ad. That's just genuinely, that's why I like them. But that's so cool though. I, that's my favorite. If you guys listen, at least listen for the, the theme song. It's my absolute favorite. Um, they have different episodes like to different life events, like, and also just like D D, so it's like very exciting oh yeah if there's any like former college folks that are wondering what's emma been up to you can go listen to the recap of my wedding episode um where i talk about on my honeymoon how i got uh, an eye infection from piss water so yeah. like that is that's just kind of that's what we talk about sometimes i don't have yeah. social media so like exactly you can why listen. i listen exactly yeah. go listen to me and i'll never mm -hmm. know that you did which mm -hmm. is actually better for me and my self-esteem so <laughs> you I can keep up on you have to keep up on you and that's beautiful that, that is a really good point Honestly, I did not think about that. That's such a good point. And it's true. She doesn't have social media. And so that's exactly how I've kept up this whole time. Um, because also I just miss your voice. There are just some people that have like soothing voices. You're one of them. Um, oh, and so I just like to listen to them. Um, okay. Well, are we ready for the eight questions, my homie? Yes, I've got my water. I am ready. 
Let us hit, let us go, let us go. All right, three for one special starting off. Emma, who are you? What do you do? And is that where you wanna be right now? Yes, I am Emma Gozi, formerly Emma Leonard. I'm 25. I have the best dog in the world. He is a yeah. lab corgi mix from the shelter named Sprocket. Um, he, God, he's like, he's my son. I gave birth yeah, to him. Absolutely. He, uh, I love him to death. Uh, I live in Nova, but I am trying to leave this capital hellscape um, <laughs> because I hate it here. Um, yeah. I was never meant for this place, um, but I will, I'm trying to get out. We're trying to get out. I'm trying to retreat back to the woods. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Got a couple of trips planned to figure out where exactly uh, okay. We want to live because I cannot get in another accident on Interstate 66. So, yeah. <laughs> and still in Virginia, or are we trying to spread out even further? Oh, I'm trying to spread out further because I've grown up in Virginia. I'm trying to, Yay. I'm trying to get out of this state. Like, I, I've done my time. I've done my service. I visited san diego california and i loved it so much i wanted to die right there on the beach because at least yeah. i could stay there forever but no right. the, it's so expensive it's even more expensive than dc so oh we'll see. Uh, yeah but california's the dream um we'll see where where we end up we like i said we got some trips planned to see if we can find a place that we want to like stay for at least like five years but i okay. i love weirdly love moving so like i don't care to pack up my yeah. entire life and just do it like every three years that sounds honestly yeah. awesome to me so yeah, that's um, really cool. yeah sorry but, to you. back to you what, what yes. do you do <laughs> um i am i work in federal contracting sales and it is where i want to be right now which is yeah. wild because like i got my degree in something completely different and i had a job doing that but I hated it. And I didn't know that I hated it till I got out of it. And I was like, yeah. oh, thank God. Like breath of fresh air, mental health skyrocketed. I'm like completely virtual now. So yeah. my life is so much better because if I get frustrated, I can just say out loud that I'm frustrated and no one hears me except my husband. And Incredible. that's, and he doesn't fucking give a shit. So like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> is he virtual too? He is, yeah. So That's he's awesome. downstairs virtual and I'm upstairs virtual. And like, we'll both, <laughs> we like our coworkers are basically just characters in each other's lives at this point because Absolutely. he has a, like a coworker that we'll just call Holly. And I'll hear him from downstairs. He's like, God fucking damn it, Holly, not again. <laughs> I'm like, what the bitch do this time? <laughs> like from upstairs. Like, right. It's just so freeing. And I, I can like be myself all the time now at yeah. work. And yep. it is truly wonderful. It is where I want to be. I can like do my okay. silly little tasks and get my silly little paycheck and shut my computer off at the end of the day and actually have a life now. So yeah, absolutely. Super duper grateful for that. I was gonna say, what's your favorite household chore that you do on the clock? Oh my god! Because like I get to wake up and make a list of things that I want to yeah. do on the clock, mm -hmm. which is like, <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. It's, so it's insane. It's the best lifestyle. It really is. I I think just like tidying up. Like yeah. I really love just like oh, this, that's laying out. Well, that shouldn't be there, and then I get to pack it away. Whereas exactly. like I would come home from work and just look at everything that would be sitting out and be like, "Yep, that's Sunday Emma's problem because she ain't got time yes. till then." 
Yes. Yes. No, I'm, it's, it's like, I'm so, uh, I'm going to miss it. I really do enjoy the idea of like literally just like, Oh, let me wash this dish, finish lunch. Let me just wash yes. this really quick. You know what I mean? Like yes. nothing, nothing quicker, faster than just doing a little bit on the clock, yeah. you know? And like, now that I think about it, that is, that's, that's fun. But making my own lunch on the spot is a uh -huh. fucking luxury that I don't think uh -huh. any goddamn boomer understands. And now I'm angry right. because I'm thinking about a med like a theoretical person arguing with me about this. Yes. And making lunch on the clock, I can make myself a chicken Caesar wrap and just yes. eat it while it's hot. Yes. And then I put the dish in the dishwasher and mm -hmm. I don't have to think about that ever again because it's ever done. Again. It's done. It's so easy and it's fresh. Anytime yes. you go out to like lunch or something, you have to bring it back or you take your lunch from home and you bring it. By the time you're supposed to get there, it's soggy, it's gross, it's nasty. Giving yourself something fresh Ugh. right there on the spot, I'm sorry, it builds for a better work environment in the home. It so does. It so does. And I like, I am grateful to my company that the office, the days that they do make us go in the office, they always cater. So like, I don't have to oh, worry about packing my lunch. Yeah. Well, it's like, right. they're like, here's a couple of tacos from Taco Bomba, which, or like, okay tomorrow we're getting kava because the one day a month i have to go in tomorrow <laughs> but like <laughs> once a month is not bad though that's it's a good so gig nice. it is yeah. it's so nice because i get to see my coworkers, and we all use that day to basically just kind of shoot the shit um and that's what we like it's morale we all just right. eat lunch and like half of our coworkers are pregnant so like <laughs> it's just kind of like let's let's hear about whatever the kids doing this time or whatever yeah. i don't know but it's yeah. good i i really okay. i really love it it's it started this in may and ever since then like i uh, i've stopped sprouting gray hairs my, oh my skin God. cleared up like yes. i didn't i didn't know how bad it was i just thought that's what you did and life was that way really? all the time but no it's not you can it can be better <laughs> yes it can genuinely that's what i think is weird too is like we don't know any better, like, and it makes you realize like, oh yeah, I'm still going through life for the first time. Like that's a situation yeah. that, you know, now when you feel that way and you're doing that, you're gonna be like, oh, no, 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 this is not the work environment I should be in, you know? Exactly. So now we've learned lessons and it worked out for the better. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And like, I, I'm just, I'm also proud of myself. Cause like, I was so oh, fucking yeah. dedicated to my last job that I would have like yep. done anything and i did and then i took a step back and i was like i only see my now husband for like six hours a week because of this job and yeah. that is gonna be the to my own detriment and like yeah. he's the thing i care about the most and if i can't have a fucking life with him what's the mm -hmm. point of any of this shit girl preach and then what and then we're just yep. doing work nah yeah i'm so and good so good and like i don't even care about the work that much it's kind of boring so like Ooh, uh, get me out <laughs> get me out get me out it's a real shame this is an audio only medium <laughs> i know i honestly for my own detriment personally because my face is so like i've literally gotten up before my face in meetings before like um just because it is so theatrical but i also just i just can't i'm not doing it to people and i can't do it to myself because god forbid i do roll my eyes or like make a face and like i don't call it out like i don't want people to be like what? i don't have time people just scoping out my every move you can hear it in my voice you're fine you know that's fine especially if they've seen you or interacted with you in person right. you, it's like a it's like a graphic audiobook in your mind where it's like i know the I face that he is making right now Oh my God, don't feed my God complex. She's already written Lehi this week. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, question number two, Emma. What is the biggest breakthrough you've had recently or of all time? 
So uh, I uh, took some time to think about this and I came back to it like several times because I am a very analytical thinker and I'm also prone to like living within my own mind palace and just constantly reevaluating and analyzing the way I think about everything and how that affects my like I just think about and not in a narcissistic way, but in a way of just like, I'm constantly evaluating and reevaluating everything I'm thinking and feeling. Yeah. So the recent breakthrough I had was that like, because of that, I am so scared to take risks that I just was not living life. Like Mm. I genuinely in my mind was just like, so focused on success and so focused on like, this is what like I have to do to to make sure that I'm successful because no one else is going to do that for me, which yeah. is true. But like I wasn't taking small risks. Like I was afraid to ride a bicycle because if I got hurt, that means I'd have to go to the hospital, take time mm. off from work or be like be incapacitated. And I was like, that's right. nothing. You can ride a bicycle, you dumb bitch. Like you know how to do it. Like that's right, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Like, that's how I had to tell myself, like, you got to, this has gone too far. Like, yeah, not every decision is going to lead to the ultimate destruction of your future. Um, and so uh, I, I really needed to chill the fuck out and, like, learn how to have fun again. Because, yeah. like, I had a lot of fun in college. Like, anybody that knows me knows I had a lot of fun in college. Um, and we don't need to talk about that. But after college, I didn't do that anymore. <laughs> I just worked a lot and I really and I was super fortunate that all my friends from my major and like my uh like technology shit that I did they all moved up to Nova too so like I didn't come up here by myself like I had a support system but I was so focused on like all right let's grind it out so we become the the top top lady by time 27 right no one's gonna let you do that because you're 27 so correct let's calm down Emma so that was (laughs) that was really it and like I credit this breakthrough to to Michael my my husband because like he is the exact opposite of me in the best way like he rides motorcycles and he he races them so it's like 140 150 miles an hour on two wheels like at a racetrack like trying to win like trying Trying to win He does this for fun. Yes, of course. And I say that just like ah, just because like I'm so concerned all the time. But he is he's never afraid to do anything. And he's like six foot six, like a huge dude. And he gets on this tiny ass little motorcycle and just throws himself around at 150 miles an hour like it's nothing. And the first time I saw that, I said, I think I need to break up with him because I can't handle this type of stress. And then I was like, wait a second. This is actually kind of hot. And then I was like, wait a second. (laughs) This, what can I learn from this? Because he's having so much fun and I'm over here miserable. And for why? Yes. So shout out to my boy. Uh, He has taught me a a lot and like knows how to tell me like, hey, you're being irrationally risk adverse. Yeah. You're going to be, you're not going to like break every bone in your body if you ride a bicycle down the hill. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. shout out to him. I'm a big fan of Michael. Um, Michael, <laughs> I remember the the first tellings of Michael, the motorcycle man, yes. and that was we knew right then and there. I was like, this is going to be a good time. I didn't know y'all were going to get married. I'll be so honest, yeah. but I knew I was like, this has got to be a fun time for Emma and her life. Um, I so it. I, and then I was like, well, it's working out great. This is good for this is good for my girls. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Um, 
tell me a little bit about the reward of the of that breakthrough. Yeah, so I mean, one of the rewards was like I finally felt like free and open to to really be myself because I wasn't I mean, like everyone's got like social anxiety and shit like that. And, like I'm an extrovert, so I I get energy from having those types of interactions, but like at the same time you're so scared to come off a certain way or offend a person or just like not get whatever you need out of the conversation that you're just like not focusing on just having a good time. So yeah. like that breakthrough and the roar was just like, now I can just like interact with people and not worry about like, are they, are they going to like me? Are they going to like think I'm cool and fun and quirky? Like I think I am. And like, that's what I love you. Right. Like, now I actually like get out there and try things and new hobbies. And like, now that I am a virtual worker and I have time to like take care of my life during the day, I have time to actually explore life in the, the off hours. So once again, shout out to Michael. Yeah. He got me into mountain biking and yes. bro, it's hard. Like, cardiac arrest level <laughs> oh boy um but it's so fucking fun and it's so freeing and i'm covered in scratches and bruises and it is like so worth it like i oh, yeah i fell off i front flipped last week shut up it's because i did something dumb um but i front <laughs> my tire got stuck between two giant roots and i panicked yeah. hit my brakes both mm -hmm. front and back. So yeah. I went over the handlebars, the bike flipped and then punched me in the throat, but I landed on like my hip on a bunch of rocks and I just laid there moaning. And Michael was like, he was trying to help me case out the 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 line in which basically just means he went down first to show me how to do it. And then yeah. I was supposed to do exactly what he did, but I didn't cause I panicked. Yeah. And he was so far down waiting for me to finish. Oh, I was just laying on the ground moaning and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. I'm like crying on the ground, coughing. And he runs up there and he like picks me up and he's like, well, we're halfway into the woods. We have literally no choice but to finish the ride. So you have to get up and you have to complete this. And I was I like- I love that. You're so right. Cause I just kind of sat down. And I was like, I'm either gonna throw up or shit myself or cry. I don't know what, but I have to get back to the car so I can go home. <laughs> That's absolutely fair. Every time I feel like I watch like mountain biking, it's like the most intense, tiniest, teeniest, trail you've ever seen and they're going down at the literal steepest hill yeah. possible and i that's all i can imagine is you guys doing that and yeah. that's just legendary in itself it's it's like been it's been the most out of nowhere growth experience for me because like it's very meditative at the same time your your yeah. brain is so focused on don't hit that rock don't hit that tree uh, hit your brakes go faster stand up sit down that you don't have time to overthink which has been so crucial and yeah. um, we we started going on Thursday nights with this group in Fairfax called Gears and Beers. If you live in the Fairfax hey. area and you like uh, beer and other adults, you can come <laughs> and ride in the woods with us on Thursday nights. <laughs> um, we ride for like an hour, hour and a half. And then everyone comes back and tailgates in the parking lot with like, we always say two beer max because everyone's got to drive home. Right. Um, and uh, everyone just sits down, has a beer or two. We share food. A guy brings a mini grill and grills sausages every week. What the hell? Yeah, somebody broke out a banjo last week and was diddling away while we were eating our dogs. <laughs> like it was, I was, I kind of sit there. I was like, what is, my life is so vastly different than I thought it was going to be, but yeah. I like it now. Yeah. So this is great. <laughs> that is definitely a good thing. 
And I love that you're able to find new hobbies this way. Like think yeah. about this, literally scared to ride a bike. Now a mountain bike in here. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. You're crushing it. I'm so proud yeah. of you. Thank you. I'm proud of myself too. Cause now I can like bike six miles in the woods oh, yeah. up and down and up and down and around all this shit. And like, without a problem and i was barely yeah. able to do like a mile and a half when i first started so we're, right. we're coming a long way physically it's just like a really great challenge to be able to overcome something physically because i can overcome anything mentally i'm smart as hell i'm not worried about that but physically that's Damn a shame. whole different ball game so yeah yeah i hear you i hear you well thank you so much that was a phenomenal answer <laughs> uh moving on to question number three emma what is the weirdest thing you do that makes complete sense uh, to you, but not many people around you? So uh, my love language is gifts and I 110% uh, subscribe to even like the most toxic form of that. So I think you should be getting gifts for everyone you love all the time. Um, small shit, big shit, like just dumb stuff. I, I like, for instance, I had a friend who recently got into a new relationship and she was like falling in love and I got her a gift to congratulate her on falling in love because I was like, oh. I don't know how else to express to you that I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, so like got our little journal. I was like, write about your feelings also, because I, I did this for Michael. It was like when we first started dating, I wrote down all of the things that I like learned and loved about him. And then I gave it yeah. to him on our wedding day before he came to the ceremony. So he was also like ready to cry because that's what I wanted. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm literally the worst. Um, so I think you should be giving people gifts all the time. It's small I stuff. Agree. Like leave it for them to find. Like yeah. come come home from the store and give them a diet coke. Yeah. Give them a coconut water, a, something. Yeah. Like if they like something and they say, "Oh, this would be so cool," write that shit down Do and pull yeah. it out for the next uh, birthday, holiday, etc. It's 100%. not hard, and it's just so meaningful to everyone when you give them a gift that shows that you thought about it or you solved a problem in their life. Cause like, if you solved a problem in their life that hits that acts of service checkbox too. 110%. Like, and for some people this doesn't compute because they're like, why would I give you a gift for just like on a Tuesday? I'm like, well, Tuesdays are hard and it would probably cheer me up. Thanks. So thanks. Tuesdays are literally the worst day of the week. Um, I couldn't agree more. I think it's so important. Like my friend is literally starting for a new job. She hated her job. Absolutely hated it. And then decided, fuck it, I'm not doing this. I'm gonna find myself another job. Within two weeks, found herself a new job. And she kept saying, the only way out is through. The only way out is through. And she kept saying that phrase. I was like, you know what? I bet Etsy got a sticker. And I, yeah, I took does. it in there, boom. It was that quick, it cost me two bucks, sent it to her, happy That's first it. day of your new job. You know what I mean? It's so small, but when you pay attention to stuff like that, and when you're talking about the list, I have never had to panic at Christmas ever again. Not once. I just write mm -hmm. it down. When Christmas yep. comes around, cool. I know what everybody wants and I know what I want. Because I think it's for myself too. Like, mm -hmm. oh, what have I been thinking? Because then I get not everybody's a list maker. So I can at least be a resource. You know what yep. I mean? There's a balance there. People need yeah. to step up. They really do. And I and I stand by that. And like, like my mom, she loves her my mom has four full grown corgis it's mm -hmm. a it's a whole thing um and so <laughs> halloween's around the corner and i was right. like you know what mom needs another corgi decoration for her corgi house yes. so i just sent my mom an amazon 14 dollar corgi halloween sign that she could put in the driveway and she called, she called me crying and she's like i can't believe you got this how did you know i i would love this so much i was like 
probably because you have four corgis, mom. But right. that's all it takes. And so yes, exactly. It's so easy. That's what everyone should do all the time. And if, we, if we're going to live in this capitalist hellscape of a society, well, let's spend our money on each other, you know? Exactly. We're all going to have credit card debt. Yeah. Let's just give it to each other. <laughs> our debt is underrated. Too much fun. I have too much fun getting Too much into fun with her. It's <laughs> great. I love it. Um, wait, oh, damn, I had a question for you. Um, I'll, do, I'll do the follow-up on what's an activity that makes you connect uh, to your best self? Yeah, so... This is evolving for me because I uh, am like learning how to have fun again, or maybe the yeah. first time really. It, yeah. It's hard for me to like suss it out because, like, I know I love being around people and being with my friends, but like that makes me feel like me because I'm around people that care uh, care about me. But the like the activities that truly make me feel like my best self or like I'm connected to my best self that's evolving. I yeah I I often get lost in other people because I just love being around people so much yeah. that um like I know I love to read, but that's once again me getting lost in fantasy fairies and yeah you know shadow daddies but like that's also yes. a separate thing <laughs> right 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 no that's very fair no i like that though yeah so we're learning it's evolving um i remember now what i was going to ask you so obviously gifts is your number one love language do mm -hmm. you know your order do you know your bottom i want to know your bottom one so my bottom one is touch it always has been <laughs> <laughs> guys her face was like Ugh, like touch like, it was just so funny because well it's like it's always been that way and like i love my friends i will always hug a friend but when i think of like oh wow they love me it's never because they touched me it's never because right. they like held my hand or anything like that it's always that they they gave me something they said something to me or yeah. like the, it's for me it's like a visual show like i need i need a show of something yeah um so it's touched and my heart like men are every man i've ever met is always like Number one, physical touch. And I'm like, that's no currency. That's negative mm -hmm. currency to my brain. Right. And Correct. I can and I can just come around the corner and give him a head scratch and he feels so loved. And I'm like, I'm gonna need you to go hit up the fucking bakery and bring me back six chocolate chip cookies and a cheese danish. And I will feel the same amount. Please and thank you. <laughs> I think that that's just such an underrated like loving someone in their love language is just extremely important the fact that you are giving the head scratches shows that you're listening and learning but that means that the reverse person has to go and then also do all of the things to get you a gift like it, it and it doesn't have to be big but like nope. the head scratch wasn't big you know what i mean That's but it was still time and you know dedication i respect that i wanted to see i was going to say i feel like anybody that um is gifts has the lower of either touch or quality time so i wanted yeah. to see Quality time, it's like, it's been strange. Like, I don't need a lot of it, uh, which is like every person who's like, has quality time is like, I don't need there to be a lot, but it has to be quality. And it, like, yeah, right. it's called quality time. Um, sorry, that sounded so bitchy. I, no, that I'm was so that. good. Um, that was so good. Sorry, I, sorry to all of our quality time stands out there. I didn't mean it. <laughs> they will literally survive. They will be just oh, fine. God. If you'd like to schedule a 30 minute meeting for me to apologize, I am available. I would love that. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, I quality time for me is just like 
no phones if we're gonna do yeah. anything just like don't, don't be on your phone but i i would prefer to like do do something like yeah. act activity like i gotta i'm pretty sure i'm adhd and never knew it because now i'm like all the time doing yeah. shit, and i'm like god i'm so alive and i'm active and then if i'm sitting yeah. still i'm like the world's dying and yeah. i'm gonna be there too so yeah absolutely yeah you gotta somehow I was gonna say, I like to chase the thoughts away. You know, yeah. if I sit there for too long, if it's not time to sit, my body is like, what are you doing? Yes. Like there is so much to do and so much wrong with the world. And so then uh -huh. I have to start running around and doing all the things to run from the thoughts. Cause that's exactly. how our minds work. Yes, uh, this is what brings me back to my two songs. I always say that inside me, there are two wolves. Um, there is Ooh. Lover, which is the part of me that fell in love, amazing. Yeah, like, wow, I found my person. This is life-changing, oh my God. And then there's the right. other half of me, which is the 1975, Love It If We Made It, which is like literally a description of everything bad that happened in the year 2020. Um, and like, hey, despite all that, hey, cool, love it if we'd made it, but like, right. it would be hard. Inside you, there are two wolves and those are- yeah. Damn, I need to figure out what my other side is. Yeah, you gotta find that second wolf. Oh my God, the fact that there's even two is just hard for me to comprehend. But honestly, at the same time, like the more I think about it, I'm like, there's probably eight of them in yeah, like me. There's that, um, a non-zero chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, for question number four, Emma. What is a trauma that has shaped you or you are still working to break through? Um, so I grew up with an alcoholic parent and a lot of people do alcoholism affects like every person I've ever met in some way, shape or form. So it's yeah. not uncommon, but at the way that every single person has experienced it is vastly different. Yeah. Um, so like you'll see a lot of common traits amongst people who've been affected by alcoholism, but the way it shapes you, uh, like it's a complete roll of the dice to how you're going to end up. And so for me, it shaped the way that I view responsibility and how I take on stress and like the well-being of others. Cause like I, by the time I was 13, I was fully taking care of my two younger siblings and my mother in the wake right. of uh, my dad's alcoholism. So like, I didn't get to, I didn't get to be a kid. So like as yeah. an adult, how that's manifested is like, it's not necessarily a control issue. I don't mind giving over control. It's, yeah. I just automatically feel like it's my responsibility to to take care of anybody who is hurting, anybody who needs yeah. help, anybody who like needs that extra support. Um, Cause yeah. that's, that's what I learned as a child. So now yeah. I'm, I'm learning to like give that inner child her, her childhood back, like learning these new hobbies, trying to figure out like, Yes, if I do this, you might get hurt, but that's okay. There's hospitals next door. It's not a big deal. Like right. yeah. the things I didn't have, I'm now teaching myself. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I had to eventually go no contact with my dad because it was, you know, at some point you have to choose to live your own life and they are complete grown adults. And if they're going to continue to allow the disease to, to take away their, their spark of life, you can't let them take that away from you any further. Um, yeah. So that, that, you know, that it, when that's how you grow up, it shapes the way you look at a lot of stuff. But I went to Absolutely. therapy for like three years, unpacked a lot of it. Um, and like, shout out to Safe Rides in College for giving me that first outlet to, to understand those issues. Yeah. I will say looking back on it, it definitely like didn't help <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> 
that's so funny <laughs> because I was for like it's, it's so funny now that I look back on it because I sit there and I think, girl, you literally mm -hmm. had an organization that allowed your savior complex to live, thrive, be encouraged, and fed. Mm -hmm. And like that is so funny now. I did a lot of good there and I will never discount that. And I have yes. friends like Bethany for yeah. life because of safe rides, but also someone should have shut me up. Someone should have put mm -hmm. me down. Someone should have said, mm -hmm. Emma, don't worry about it. Hey, it's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I was thriving for all intents and purposes. You know what? I'm gonna make I'm gonna tell a story to make you feel better for a second. There was one time where, and I hope I can say this, I don't think it'll matter. Um, there was a time where it was the Halloween weekend we needed people to work and i said that i would stand and like i wish i could just go to, to go to myself and be like hey sit down you're gonna be okay it's gonna be okay i was like i will stand up and i will stand here until we have seven people sign up first of all we didn't get those people i had to sit down um and also like and also like no it was not up to me you know what i mean it wasn't up yeah. to me and i wish there wasn't i didn't put so much pressure on myself in those moments and i just feel you just taking initiative and wanting to get the job done and completing a task is so it's such a good feeling it's a baby yes. adrenaline rush it really helps you it makes you feel like oh i guess we're completing shit Absolutely. we're getting shit done yeah um and so that was just like i i totally understand what you're saying because i literally would go back to her and in an instant and be like hey don't say that sit down let life just play it out people will people will show up they yeah. will do what they need to do and if they don't that's okay it's not a representation of who you are you know right yes exactly it was like that's where this like heightened sense of responsibility comes in or it's like yeah because if i don't do this then like i'm not fulfilling that task that need that responsibility that has been put on me by who knows what and where you know right. like right. i i literally invented it myself like no yeah. one told me hey emma do this until you know right. you get a job and someone tells you hey emma do right. that but like right. in life at that point nobody nobody was like emma you gotta rule the whole castle bitch get in there it's yours mm -hmm. for the taking it yeah was. but i thought i should because in my mind if not me then who no agreed 100 percent. and that but that's the problem though it's like it is. sometimes it's it's not gonna be us and that's okay with setting boundaries i think that that's the 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 lesson to be learned is clearly you have learned your boundaries and what you are willing and willing yeah not willing to do um do you I know how many I was, I was gonna say do you know how many people would kill for that i think about even just our parents generation they don't know how to do that they uh -oh. have no freaking clue no freaking clue none at all and i'm really grateful that i invested the time and money in myself to like do those three years of therapy where i worked yeah. this shit out because like the ricochet of being in college at jmu you know full-time student helping run a nonprofit, having two jobs to all of a sudden like you got to show up for eight hours a day and then you can go home and you don't you gotta do nothing else surprise mm -hmm. and then, <laughs> Like, that was so jarring and yeah. the, the fact that i didn't have to like lay myself out every day for to, to give something to someone i had no yeah. concept of what that would look like so shout yeah. out to therapy for helping me work that out and yeah it uh it did help me understand you know the childhood trauma and i recently had to go through 
more or less the same things as I went through as, as a child with my husband, like his family is going through the same thing at the moment. And so it's like, yeah. okay, well now I have to relive it at the same time where it's like, I'm trying to give that safe space and peace and safe space to play to my inner child. But yeah. also like, I got to take care of my husband. Like it, when you're like, <laughs> when you're married, like, yeah, you got to take yeah. care of your partner and yeah. no one else's job at that point but your partner so having to help take care of him and also like reconcile that with what i've been through while not becoming an over analytical mess it, that was hard yeah. went back to therapy for that uh but right. i went back that's the important part <laughs> exactly exactly and you knew when yeah. um if little emma could see you now she'd be so thankful for what you've done she Absolutely. she she is she's being healed every single day that you take your space and you create that boundary. And I'm very proud of you. I think I'll probably say that the entire episode, <laughs> but just, I have watched your growth in, yeah. in the past few years and I could literally sob. You are the absolute end all be all for me when it comes to like taking accountability and then following through and making sure you're taking care of yourself because people do give up or they say like, oh, I'm gonna just keep doing it. It's fine. It's not fine. And you are such a great example of that. And I'm really, really, really thankful that I have to, you know, I've been able to witness that personally. Thank you. That means a lot to me because Bethany's been there for me for a long time. Like yep. there's a lot of college nonsense. Um <laughs> Again, that we don't have to get into. Not today, uh, ladies. Not today, ladies. That's a different yeah. podcast. That's right. No, that one. That was explicit. Not safe for work. Absolutely not safe for work at all. Maybe <laughs> not safe for anybody to listen to. Um, but yeah, that's that's the trauma that shaped me. I and know. it's it's not easy. But you yeah. you mourn. You get through it you go to therapy and like you listen to your therapist because if you lie to your therapist, yeah. the only person you hurt is you and your therapist is paid to be nice to you no matter what. So just be um, mean. It doesn't matter. That's the other thing yeah. I learned is you're allowed to be mean in, in your yeah. therapy sessions. It's okay. Yep. They're not there to, they're there to, to guide, you know what I mean? They're there to guide you through yep. what you've been through and what's going on currently. And I, I know somebody that like literally lies to their therapist. Yes. And so then they come back and they're like, oh, this is what's going on or this is what's wrong. And I'm like, well, that's not true because X, Y, Z, like in this situation, no, yeah. you did those things. And they're like, no, my, my mom, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's just like, you're really doing yourself a disservice. You're wasting money. Like, why are you even going to therapy? Like, it's weird to me when people lie to their therapists. Like, how bored and rich are you? Yeah. Um, that you're able to afford this and also just like have like absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Like if, uh, you're, it's a, if you're gonna invest the money, like right. it's like if you bought a fucking new car and then you just only drove it in reverse everywhere. Let's just put this shit in reverse and drive it around because I'm going to spend yeah. all this money on it. And yeah, let's a couple of fire hydrants. Got them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> every corner of the parking deck. Ding. <laughs> if you're going to do that to your own personal journey, that's your own fucking business. I don't pay right. you. So it's not my goddamn right. business. Right. Also, right. Like, that's sus. Yeah, bro. It is. I yeah. just, it, just the fact that people do it is just crazy. It's crazy. Um, anyway, question number five, Emma, what are some common barriers that prevent people from being authentic and fully true to themselves? For me, it was, was, has been the expectation to be successful. 
um, that's been a barrier for me forever where it's like, I gotta be the best or the funniest person in this room or the, the coolest, uh, bitch at the club. I gotta be mm -hmm. perfect or else. I don't know what or else is. I've, I've right. never found out. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it is. Right. So, it's like, if you just let those expectations fall away, the universe does not reward you one way or the other. And yeah. if it, you'd never know, like, right. It, that's like, I, I was listening to something, another fucking podcast, and I don't remember who said it or what the podcast was, but it was said out loud. So I, I remember it and that's all. But they said, like, mm, your decisions are not rewarded by the universe in one way or the other. If some if you do A, B and C will not happen as a reward from the universe. Yeah. So if you're going to sit and like overanalyze and think and belabor something because you're worried about what's going going to happen in result you, it, those things aren't going to happen because like you're not being rewarded for whatever you're doing in this moment and right. so if you want to be successful you just it's a whole bunch of combinations of things it's not like your individual actions every single day that yeah. are a direct line to being successful and i think that prevents a lot of people from um just like having fun living life you know making the joke they want to make in the in a right. conversation you know trying to become friends with someone or like even like uh trying to decide to like take on more at work or to ask someone out on a date in public or just yeah. like explore themselves in the world that that's yeah. what stopped me is i was like if I'm not the most successful person, then I'm not the person everyone's told me I am. Mm -hmm. And so I have no choice but to be the thing that everyone told me I was going to be, which was successful. And that's what happens when you grow up in a Baptist church and you get the most Christ-like award three years in a row from most age six to nine. Most Christ-like? Is that what you just said to me? That is literally the truth from Lord Jesus himself. So oh don't God, do that with your children. Um, and also, if that happens to you, just go to therapy and tell your therapist about it. And then she'll be like, hey, let's just put that one in the garbage. And I said, sounds good. So <laughs> don't let the most Christ-like award prevent you <laughs> from being who you want to be. That's the barrier. I cannot believe there was a most Christ-like award. Hey, you know what's the sad part? The second year, my mom nominated me for it. <laughs> at church. Oh my god. What did I church? The first year is because somebody else nominated me. Second uh, year is because mama put me up for it. Well, listen, you know what? You still got the award. Did you not? She did you I a did. favor. I did. I guess year three was a fluke. Who's to say? But right. you know. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Um, you kind of started, but tell tell the people that if they can't be true to themselves, tell them um what you would say to them if they could hear you. Well, first of all, capitalism is such a fucking scam. I yeah. uh, money's yeah. not stop fucking chasing it because mm -hmm. like and it, it, it'll quite literally in this America, it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter because inflation's so high and our wages are so low. Nothing you do will give you success in the way that you are creating it in your mind palace. Like there's no fucking way that success in your head is going to be achieved in this America. So let's just let it go. Yeah. Also, like, just go, if you want the tattoo, go get it like that. If you yeah. want it, just go do the thing. Like, figure out yep. a way to make it happen 
for yourself. Have sex with whoever you want. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Oh, the other thing I came to realization the other day is I wish I was sluttier in college. Like, Mm -hmm. that was something that I really wish that I had given less of a shit about was because I could have lived this amazing, like, life with my sexuality that I didn't. And now Mm -hmm. I'm married and I love him so much and everything's fine. I'd like to be clear. Like, past Emma missed out on a lot, okay? Mm -hmm. Just do good things and you're going to be okay. You don't have to push yourself no one is going to make you push yourself unless you're yeah. like, unless you're like really doing bad. Like you don't need, <laughs> you don't need to push yourself to the brink of like exhaustion and uh, tears over everything, which is what I was doing. So just right. be a good person and you're going to be okay. I cannot stress how little things matter and like you're not making or breaking it with your nine to five job, you know, 100%. like just, just chill out. It's going to be yeah. all right. Yeah, I could not agree more. There were many a times in my college career where I would be at my wits end pushing myself to be the absolute best that I could be. And someone would be like, you know, no, this is going to matter in like two years. And I would be like, yes, it is. This is a part of me forever. And yes, of course it is. But it's not the part that I focus on. And I forgot about that. I forgot that things do change and that things do evolve outside of your college career. Um, And so then when I came out of college, I was very much in adult shock um, for a quite a hot minute um, being like, what do you mean? Like there are bills and things like I had done that in college, but it had just made sense. Everything made sense. I was paying for things. Oh, sure. Books come, you know, okay. My, my rent is normal. Like real ass fucking bills that you're not thinking about. Like what the, like, what the fuck is this dentist appointment? I was not ready. I didn't know there was root canals, Like you know, just like little things like that. Like, I think I'd be started on dental work. I can't. I'm telling you, bro, like, it's crazy. You don't think about this stuff because you're like, I brush my teeth. What's wrong with you guys? You know what I mean? But, like, your body just does things. There's nothing you can do. And it's all a fucking scam. Put it on the credit card and take a breath. Take a breath. Because, like, it's not that serious. And I just wish that someone, like, the one thing I I get stuck on when I think about, like, my childhood and I think about, like, everything I've been through is, like, I wish there had just been some older figure to sit there and be like, homie, it's not that serious. Like, hey, don't worry about that one. Like, take a a lap. It's all good. Yes. But everyone that surrounded me at that point was spinning me up to be like, oh, that's valid, Emma. Oh, push harder, Emma. Like that type of thing. No, I am now the adult figure when I I have like counselees at work or anything. I'm like, hey, Chelsea, it's not that serious. Don't worry about it. Right. Don't take it to that level. (laughs) This is not a fire drill. We work in marketing, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I used to say that all the time because my first boss said to me, but like, we we don't work in a hospital we don't work in the emergency room like that can be a monday thing that can be a tomorrow problem like you can put that down you don't need to overextend yourself you know we're all going to be back here in literally less than 12 hours i'll see you then you know what i mean like it's not that serious not that serious Um, i was gonna ask you so do you believe in karma i do um i grew up religious so i uh there's always going to be something in the back of my brain, right? Oh, that's yeah. like, you have to do good things because right. if you don't, you go to hell. And yeah. that's scary. I've been in burn into our brain for so many years. Like I still like, I still get anxious thinking about it. Yes. And like, I, uh, you know, everyone's got their own journey with their, how they think about the universe and everything like that. But like, 
when I think about karma, I think about how little it costs me in time, energy, money, thought to just like be grateful, be thankful. And if like that throws me an extra couple of karma points that I can cash in later on when I need it or yeah. when I'm at a low point and I need that like good karma from someone else to to bring me back up. Yeah. That's fine. Like I I think I don't think about it as a way as like, oh yes, this random act of kindness I did today will respond with someone else's random act of kindness. I think about it as like the the good karma I give to my support system is the good karma I'm gonna get back when the yeah. bitch fuck needs it. Like right. Agreed. That's how I think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the world gives me well, this is my personal opinion. The world sometimes gives you opportunities like to be nice. Like I remember specifically hearing, like I was at a self checkout and for whatever reason I wasn't wearing my AirPods, which you shouldn't be doing that anyway for safety precautions, but I digress. So I didn't have them in and the guy was $3 short next to me and he's telling the, the person like, I don't have the $3. And I, I did, I had the $3 and I was like, oh, fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like whatever. And I just shut it out. And I just handed him on the way out and I was like, have a good one. Not here to have a combo. Um, which he wasn't looking for one for the record, but um, he just needed the $3. But like little things like that, or when you drive up and Starbucks, like the person paid in front of you, like I usually check the the number of the order behind me before <laughs> I swipe the card, but like on average, like I'll, I'll do it. And you I know? think there are tiny things like that where I'm like, all right, cool, rack up a little karma points today, like do what you gotta do. Um, so I think, but like, but like, especially because you're a gift giver, you know what yeah. I mean? When you're doing so many acts of kindness like that, my point of all this was I would love to see your karma points. Have you ever yeah. watched The Good Place? Girl, you know I have. Are you kidding me? So a, a TV <laughs> show that delves into how religion might play out in the afterlife, but in an analytical way with metrics? I was all in that shit. And it was funny. That was a good show. Like, I was geeked. And the way that they can't cuss and they have to say fork instead. Yes. I'm dying. Yeah. It was so good. It was quirky and fun. I just think I would love to see your karma points. I would love to see how you did. I uh, I love the concept of that. Like, if that yeah. were real, fucking great. But, like, towards the end when they figure out how the system is broken and they fix it, right? Because, like, yeah, yeah. I don't buy organic. So, I like, it's going to be oh, a mess. Yeah. Um, but I... Well, uh, I'm sorry, if you have money to buy organic, go off. But it can't be me. With inflation right now, you'll... No. Bro. I, that's no. a separate podcast. If you'd like yeah. to have, have me on for an episode to talk about the real estate crisis, capital. Um, I will rant for days and like it'll be super alienating to like a lot of people. <laughs> like it's fine. No, um, but it's fine. <laughs> I uh yeah, the idea of karma is is just like it's always been interesting because it's also it's not something I was taught in my religion growing yeah. up that I, I I no longer subscribe to, but right. I uh it, it it feels like more in tune with how I like to feel. Uh, about the world around me so it, it just kind of it resonates it makes a little more sense it's um it's also not like a discrete set of rules that if i do them i'll be sent to hell so that's cool yeah yep i agree with that nope. um question <laughs> number six emma you find yourself in a space where you aren't able to be true to who you are how do you respond so <laughs> this one i also had to think about for a while because i when I go to like events th that are for my husband, when I go to one of his races or a track day, I'm quite literally the only female in like a six mile radius. Um, so it's like super hard. Um, and so when yeah. I go into those spaces, I 
like am a fun quirky like let's tell jokes till we can't breathe anymore type of person yeah and like the people at these events want to talk about how they upgraded the suspension on their motorcycles and what gas gets better mileage and how their forks work on the bike and oh dude you got those tank grips like things like that and yeah. i uh, just sit there and i'm like i have no idea what they're talking about I just so I just there and I don't honor a goddamn word, which right. is wild because I'm I'm a talkative person. So yeah. I shut up. And it, if I am asked a question or given any attention, <laughs> the words that come out of me are so monotone and they make it makes me seem like a bitch. And like that I have so many better places to be than right here, right now. And like I have a right. superior, superiority complex of some sort, but like yeah, I don't. I'm just like a I, I mean, sure, I, I might be like, I have a slight superiority complex, but like no more than your average, like right. confident and okay with it woman, right? Like, right, 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 right. A confident woman, it comes off superior to every average fucking male. So like, I have right. nothing to say further on that. But yep. if I'm in a space where I don't feel like I can be myself, I just turn into the opposite of me. And it feels like the worst because... Yeah. Feel like i have so much to offer or i could if anyone asked me and like i uh I, I just shut down and i'm like oh okay well i'll just wait here and i can't contribute it's fine i'll just wait till someone asks me a question about something i like and then i can <laughs> easily like pick up and, and come in but i i'm learning to understand when it's it's not my space it's not my yeah. place up this isn't for me and that's okay and once yeah. again my husband for dragging me along to these places where I just have the opportunity to listen and learn about things I know nothing about because if I like, agree it's a conversation about people's emotions or thoughts or experiences like that's your business I'm not contributing to that conversation that's right. your business but if it's like right. just in here talking about like oh yeah if you get a, a leader bike then this is what happens but if you if you get a bike that's only like so many cc's then like you're a pussy and I'm like what are you even saying it makes no sense none of this is real <laughs> none of this is real I think I think too it's like when you're in those situations it's better to listen like you're not the expert you know what I mean like you're there to listen like that's normal I have such a problem where like I'm trying so hard to like not seem like a bitch that like I'll give anything. Like someone says something like, oh yeah, and the bike was blue. And I'm like, this guy's blue today. Like right. I'm a blurter. And like people just kind of look at me and I'm like, oh, damn, that was rough. You know, like she could have said something else. You know right. what I mean? I, but I like funnier, could have delivered a little bit better. Like I right. the same thing, dude. Like where I just sit yeah. there and I think like how can I like be a part of this? I want to be a part of this. Like I, I feel like I should, but also yeah. like they don't give a fuck I'm here and that's okay. Yeah. Yes. Like the other thing when you're put on the fucking pedestal as a child and throughout your education is that you, you're just pretty sure that pedestal follows you around everywhere yep. and it yep. doesn't. And it's 100%. okay to just like leave it. Like you're not gonna be the guy everywhere you go so just just shut up dude like yeah. <laughs> and that that's something i'm learning and like part of my personality and you know that's the 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 fun happy parts of me shut down so i turn into this just monotone like yeah yeah that sounds great and i mean it but it comes out sounding like i don't care at all i, I know Ooh, i know i hear you Hard. what about what about when you're able to prepare yourself like mentally or physically like for the situation is there anything that you tried to do before going in those situations 
Yeah, I like if it's a situation where it's like I know that the vibes are going to be not what I'm used to. The vibes are going to be not my vibes or right. like I'm going to be intimidated for whatever reason. It, even if it's like I, it's not that I feel like I'm not as good as these people. It's like I have nothing to contribute or give to these people. So yeah, like those like how do I deal with if I don't have anything to give? What do I do in this situation? Yeah. So I uh, I once again was listening to some podcast I don't remember, don't know who said it, but it has stuck yeah. with me forever that like if you're in a space where you feel intimidated or you don't feel like yourself or that you can be yourself for whatever reason, whether that be like that you feel these people are better than you or you feel like you don't belong, you just have to remind yourself that these people can die just as easily as you can. Yeah. And that is super morbid, but also very humbling. Yes. Um, and like the, the context of where I heard this was like, somebody was asking this woman on a podcast about like, what's your secret to success? And how did you make it to the top of the ladder? And she's like, <laughs> I walk into every meeting and I look around and think these bozos could die just as easily as I can. So there's no reason to be scared of them. And I was like, that's actually the most boss bitch advice I've ever heard. Damn straight. Yes. It's such now, a unique way of thinking about it. Yeah. I've never thought about that before. I thought about like, oh, we're all at least in the same room, you know, right. so that has to mean something, but that is taking it a step further that I'm willing to take. I will take that step with you all. That is like, y'all can literally die on the way home from your commute. Yep. You know what I mean? And I might make it and you might not. Who's to say, right? To say. Like I think, and that, you know, living in America, you could walk into any room and everyone could die. So like, that's Absolutely. part of it, right? Like and if I'm in this space with all these people who I perceive yeah. to be, better, worse, different, good, bad than me. And I can't yeah. in my mind um, reconcile that for whatever reason. I just take a step back and like, if this shit blew up, we all be dead. And then none Big of it straight. mattered in the first place. So like, uh -huh. okay, get over it, Emma. There's no reason for you oh, to continue behaving like this. I love that answer. And now I've learned something new. I can't thank you enough. You always bring me such clarity in my day. <laughs> it's super fucking morbid. And it's like, if I, I'm sure I'll listen back to this and think a lot of things about myself, but like, I, oh, of course I'm going to listen back to it. I'm a subscriber. So I got to listen. Um, but I, I'm sure I'll listen back and think to myself, no, nope, I still, I stand by that one because everyone can die. And that was proven to us time and time and time again. And it's, it's a morbid comfort that will always hold up. A morbid comfort. That's a really, really cool way of phrasing that. I love that phrasing. That was a great answer, Holmes. Um, question number seven, Emma. Listen, what is the biggest takeaway in life that has become your driving force in life? It doesn't cost anything at all to express your feelings of gratitude, love, hope, fear, etc. You just let it rip. Just yeah. say thank you and be specific about what you're saying thank you for. Like, Falling in love was such a revolutionary experience for me because I found so many new ways to, to express that gratitude for things that I didn't know I could be grateful for. And so just expressing it in whatever way you want to, but just do it all the time. Just do yeah. it all the time. It makes people feel seen and special, which is all anyone actually like truly wants. And yeah. you're only going to create a good environment around yourself. And it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you sappy. It doesn't make you overly emotional. All it does is like show that you listen and that yeah. you have taken the time and the like the mental capacity to think critically about the people you care about 
and then and then show them and whether that's with affirmation or gifts whatever those are my go-to's um right. all it does is make things better and like adds to that good karma that you can cash in later when you need it um it's uh it's been like i said falling in love was probably the the way that i truly conceptualized that idea and i get to just add to that every single day like i find new ways to to be in love i find new ways to show love express it whether it's be me being super fucking annoying or just like being right. there you know like yes. the the day, so. yeah yeah <laughs> No, I, I, that is such a, a cool thought. And I definitely, I will say that's also been like a small breakthrough for me in a relationship. Um, I, you know, was never a committal gal. I love to, I love to be around the town and when, and with doing so that came a lot of sexual favors, um, God forbid any one of my family listens to this. Um, right. but it is what it is. That's what I'm saying. And so with that being said, when I first got into this relationship, you do this okay cool i'm gonna give you a head like it was like an automatic exchange well eventually you get to a point where it's like a couple months in and he's like hey you know you don't have to do that at all like no that is, you're you're good like we do that enough we do that on our own time and yeah. i'm like what oh so now you're complaining but then it was like no um he was like i would so much rather you do xyz rather than you know this right. like this is like this isn't a convenient time for everyone we've grown we've evolved there's more to us than this so now my favorite thing to do as like a gesture of love is doing this man's laundry and i know that sounds so gross but like i don't like to do my own laundry i've seen him do that as, as like a chore and it's been like wow that's so nice you know what yeah. i mean like i didn't realize that could be such a nice thing for someone to do for you and then i started doing it and i was like this is so nice yeah. you know what i mean to like really just take a small thing out of your day just take something off someone's plate and it's so different in a relationship than it is like i don't know and, and just like normal friendships because like you know i'll get you a little trinket i'll get you a little gift but like right. being in love especially living together okay. you have to make sure you stay out of that roommate phase and all the yep. things that they tell you um, I think that's a great answer. I'm sorry I went off on a tangent about no, myself, but that is such a good it. answer. I agree. It is, and it's so, I think everyone has that kind of like aha moment where they're like, holy fucking shit. Like, I, yes. like, this is love, a, yep. a concept, you know, that butterfly right. mean with scientists, yes. he's like, this <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Um, whereas like, I, in, in the past, I was just like, any attention, affection, I was like, oh my God, this is it. Bitch, no, it's not. Yeah. It is not that right. whatsoever. It's like, right. It is doing something that you yeah. wouldn't normally do. And that just opens up your partner's space and time to love you further if they yeah. are a good partner to you. Now, if they take right. advantage of you and everything, like that's a whole separate thing. But like I think about it as like if I, you know, express this gratitude or I express this love in a specific way, that just provides an even more open space to receive it back. And it, it, not everything is transactional because I know I've talked about like cashing in karma, whatever. Like, but like, it, it's not immediate. Like, you right. are just setting yourself up to have such a wonderful, open, beautiful space to yeah. be loved further and deeper by expressing yeah. everything that you're thinking, feeling, all the good, wonderful things. You know, mm, um, mm, it's mm. just opening up that space. That's some good shit, homie. Thanks for sharing. That's a okay. great one. <laughs> oh, Holmes, no, I'm sad. We're at the last question. Oh, Wait, I, 
I'm calling it here first. You're coming back on. I okay, I, okay. I feel like I feel like the vibes that I'm getting, and maybe just because you're a podcast host, but you just get it. You know how yeah. to banter. You know how to go back and forth. And I would love to have you on another episode. For also, side note: if you want to be an NPC on a D and D episode, like let me know because I, want I, die. I know everybody i know the whole clan like i'm a big fan of you guys like also, you know this thing, bethany clark lives in richmond so like he's down the street from you you're joking i'm not i, I, will, I will text you his address hey clark sorry um i'll text you his address sorry, <laughs> I was on Five My Friends this weekend because I was like at the hotel. I was like, I wonder how close I have to be right now. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled it up and your little bubble was like four blocks up. And then Clark's little bubble was six blocks the other way. And I was like, oh shit, like, I'm really in Richmond right now. Um, yeah, and yeah, he lives there. So like you could cool. absolutely go be an NPC one day oh my God, uh, with our DM. I would absolutely love that. We can discuss that from absolutely <laughs> up my alley. I would yeah. feel so honored. I can't believe it. Now I know. And when I listen to the episodes, I'm going to feel so much closer to him. Yeah, like geographically, you're literally in there. I know. I love that. It's like we're besties, but we're not. And that's yeah, I, I don't know if he, uh, he was two years younger than me. He went to JMU, yeah. but that means I, your paths never crossed. Right. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Hey. But they can they now. Can't, I was say, you can't know everybody. You can't know everybody at JMU. That shit was crazy. We were. All, I, mean, I swear to God, we were in our own little bubble, but at the same time, we were in everybody's bubble because we helped the whole like campus. Yeah. So you met all these people, but like, my God, all right, I'm not doing it. All right, back to situation at hand. Yes. And the last question, question number eight. What's a question you want to ask the audience listening today? Um. So, uh, staying true to form. What gift can you give the people that shows them you really get them? Because yeah. it's it's almost October, so the season is upon us, and I say that mm -hmm. with the for capitalism, not for gift giving. Be yeah. thoughtful about that shit. Like you have time now to start paying attention, start writing things down, looking at the, the your partner, your family, your friends' days. What annoys yeah. them? What is inconvenient? How can you yeah. find a gift that like yeah. fixes everything in their life or helps uplift them or gives them a chance to to do something new that they've always wanted to do? Start paying attention and think about what gift can you give to the people you love that will show that you really get them because that's going to make them feel mm -hmm. more seen than a lot of things. So, yeah. I love that. That's a great answer. And also, now I feel like I got to get you a gift. Um, for, hey, you don't oh, even no. like now. This is not. This is not some sort of scheme to try to get a gift. Oh, if he says some shit to my house, I'm gonna send it right back. Don't even. It is not a transactional. No, event. Absolutely not. If I was gonna say, don't even do that because I do say something like, so be it. You know what I mean? Then that's just what it is. Um, but I just think it's. I think it's very sweet um, of you to have that. You don't find a lot of gift givers often. At least I don't. Um, a lot of my friends are quality time or like affirmations. Um, and so like, I do love the idea of just being like, yeah, who cares? Like you can find something small. Like I think that there is a beautiful place in the world for gifts, um, except for, you know, random date. Oh, well, no, let me stop talking. Now I'm just rambling. Anyway, the point is, I thank you so much for coming on. Any last final thoughts, my homie? I'm just so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be a part yeah. of it. Just like, uh, I mean, I'm a huge slut for podcasts. So like, this has yeah. been 
amazing. And like, also shout out to you and your process. Like anybody who's ever thought about coming on this thing, the way that Bethany sets you up for success and allowing you to to think about your answers. And it, it's not, you're not coming up with a shit on your own. Like it is structured and it is efficient. Like it is a very good process and it's worth the investment. Um, also subscribe to her. So thanks. Like, she is an artist. Pay for your art. I am an artist. I don't think people give me enough credit. I am an artist and I will pop off for a quick second because that whole process God was not something that I just pulled out of like, Oh, I know how to do this. I literally looked up multiple podcast guys. I looked up like, okay, what can I use for this? What kind of questions can I use for this? I'm using AI to help me pull out things. Like you're creating a masterpiece when you create something like, like this. And it's because you're literally using the word create. You are an artist. Artists yes. create things. Yes. Um, and I did not run around every single JMU party hitting the splits for nothing. I am an artist I'm at minimum, brilliant. folks. I didn't climb on every goddamn bitch's couch to shake my ass for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't do this shit for nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you have to come on again. I'm sorry. This is just it's just how this is going to work. Um, okay, I love you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. All of the so love, my homies, forever and always. Have a great rest of your day. And, hey, don't forget to be true to you. Bye.